some reports came out recently uh, stating fans felt australian open 2023 boring uh, twitter users also expressed uh, a similar sentiment and uh, interestingly stats regarding watch time to uh, support this claim let's uh, do a deep dive on this topic today thank you so much for joining us ESPN which was the prime broadcaster for this Australian Open has released some statistics and according to ESPN 439000 viewers watched the Australian Open 2023 final between Djokovic and uh, Tsitsipas which is down from 689000 viewers last year which was Nadal and uh, the final between Nadal and Medvedev so this also makes it the least watched men's australian open final in the last decade or so with a 36% dip from last year itself likewise the women's final also has suffered a 21% decline in viewership i know that regarding this you do have some strong opinions the way tennis is progressing or its popularity looks to be on a decline so what do you make of this yeah I have a point of view on where tennis is heading based on my observations and some facts. Uh in the context of this topic though uh, that is Australian Open 2023 being boring uh I feel there are three perspectives to this. One uh, obviously the star power or box office as we would like to call it. Second is nail biting matches a uh, new and exciting talent. and the third perspective is the general viewing experience with the uh, tennis becoming a game of fitness over skill so let's expand on each one see in terms of the box office or let us call it the star power or the viewers or whatever we call it i think there definitely has been an impact some of the things that i would like to point out here is that nick curious who is a Australian Open favorite because he's from Australia uh, pulled out at the last minute <clears throat> similarly alcaraz was world number 1 he was the us open champion so there were a lot of people looking forward to alcaraz as the young guy who will challenge these biggies he also pulled out a week before australian open nadal who is the defending champion for australian open and obviously nadal is nadal he's a <laughs> fan favorite everywhere he goes he lost in the second round which is uh, quite unlike nadal another point is that murray did did look like a saving grace like you know he played some amazing first two rounds both five setters he has come out of a hip transplant he has even retired once if i'm not wrong <laughs> yeah yeah that's come right. back and he was a fan favorite he played two brilliant matches but he couldn't go beyond the third round for whatever reasons there were some controversies also regarding his scheduling etc but he couldn't go beyond beyond the third round and last point is stan wawrinka now a lot of fans like us we know that stan wawrinka is big in australian open and i was i personally was actually looking forward to him playing again after a significant gap but he too lost in the first round so in terms of star power or familiar faces if you may say i think uh, i did struggle a bit even on a personal level 
yeah what what backhands does stan have wow and i guess absence of roger also who obviously retired but uh, created a big vacuum and uh, rafa being out that was sure to have an impact anyway so roger rafa joko uh, have won 60 grand slam titles in the last two decades that's 75% of uh, the total grand slam during that period yeah yeah that is actually like the statistics are crazy it's incredible and technically speaking that percentage will rise a little bit if you can discount uh, the number by one as wimbledon uh, covid time wimbledon was cancelled <laughs> yeah, even even the jokovic vaccine problem you can discount i think <laughs> yeah, that's he true he was not there for last year's so us open uh yeah yeah and i i think it's not just this australian open australian open 2023 to be precise because obviously federer retiring from tennis has had a huge impact and probably will have a bigger impact on the viewing experience in the upcoming years because see tennis is an individual sport you you build your fan following or loyalty towards a player not to a team or a country as it happens with uh, team sports and uh, because of this i think the footfalls that uh, overall tennis viewing will uh, could have had will fall down for a couple of years because uh, uh, if we com- compare it with a case like football say for example even if messi or ronaldo retire the following the loyal following is still relevant for the teams for the countries in tennis being an individual sport that won't be the case right right how uh, different the experience will be on center court uh, wimbledon this year oh can't really think of that <laughs> right let's move to point number 2 so what do you think about nail biting edge of the seat matches these are the matches that really raise the excitement of any tournament so that's that's where we would really say that the tournament isn't boring if we have a lot of those kind of matches uh honestly speaking i was a little disappointed if we talk about big matches nail biting matches etc because australian open is famous for it right because of the atmosphere because of the surface etc of course andy murray's both matches first round first and second round were amazing matches great comebacks whatever five setter matches similarly mm-hmm. the match between rublev and uh, rune was a quite close one so but overall see a few matches here and there it's it's not like you really remember a lot of great matches right from this australian open yeah yeah i think looking at the tournament as a whole i do think we did not witness a stan joko type of a match <laughs> which probably is the match of the tournament uh, uh, on many occasions so in fact no match uh, quarters and above reached fifth set that's in a way a little odd uh, because you being a player friendly surface in general yeah come on yeah stan uh, stan wawrinka and jokovic uh, matches even though they are not finals fourth round or quarter final they are legendary <laughs> five setters both hard hitting players stan wawrinka with his beautiful single ended backhand and jokovic with probably the best backhand on the circuit for many years now yeah so, yeah. yeah we definitely missed those man 
any positives here well i think uh, players like ben shelton then there is sebastian korda who is the son of peter korda so mm-hmm. i think a couple of youngsters who have shown a lot of potential and maybe eventually with some maturity with some experience i think they will get there like uh, for example i really enjoyed watching ben shelton okay he has a mcenroish feel which is very rare these days <laughs> uh, and even uh, even tommy paul who played uh, jokovic in the semi final he also has great technique and is is also very good player so of course there are some positives it's not like everything is negative yeah yeah so mckenroe was was good yeah he the left handed and i think a few people even called me that you need to watch uh, this match and that match especially when ben was playing so it was it was very good technically and yeah mckenroe's is is a too much but <laughs> that is a great encouragement for him but uh, in today's context i think playing like that is a treat to the eyes right it's very rare and it's technically also very difficult anyway let us come to the final point uh, about the general your experience i know you have been talking about this for quite a few years now even when <laughs> the big 3 were at their prime and uh, you are actually concerned for a couple of years now you're saying that it is becoming the game is becoming more physical more fitness yeah. oriented rather than the actual skills so mm-hmm. and you you actually feel that eventually everything will start to look the same that yeah, that's right so i feel Uh, we discussed point 1 and 2 and to some extent or to a great extent those are reversible however i am not so sure about the third one so let me explain so over the past decade or so i am feeling that tennis has become a game of fitness and power over skill uh, of course there are multiple factors and let's not go deeper uh, on this today however in my opinion uh, the tennis viewing has become a unidimensional experience so all the matches almost feel the same high intensity ground strokes end to end rallies powerful winners right so no matter at what stage uh, the matches maybe the first set the third set even fifth set everything feels uh, very similar so as a result i feel the variety which we crave for has gone down and probably that is starting to show Uh, as a negative impact on viewership i i i want to ask you one final question do you think this is also applicable to wimbledon being a very fast skittish surface or do you think it is only restricted to the first week of wimbledon yeah i think second week is again uh, the same story which i think i'm talking about uh, although even we feel the difference in viewing us open is faster wimbledon is faster obviously clay is a little slower but eventually yeah. with other factors the match kind of feels the same so that's a really concerning point for me mm-hmm. okay so that is a little debatable controversial point from you actually it's <laughs> also a little worrying point because uh, you do make some very good arguments there so i don't think uh, i want to argue with you on that but i think we should wait for the st- statistics of subsequent tournaments grand slams we have three more grand slams coming up this year and see where this goes with all the three points as discussed above 
right right we'll have uh, some episodes again around this for sure <laughs>